Hello everyone, I'm Troy Dodds and welcome to The Week, your complete look at the week that was and the week that will be in Penrith and surrounds. The Week can be heard every Saturday morning on Vintage FM in Penrith from 8am and also as a podcast on the Western Weekender website and social media from 9am on Saturdays. We're also on iTunes, simply search Western Weekender and you'll find the latest episode. Make sure you subscribe to get the latest episode as soon as it lands. And why not leave us a rating on iTunes as well so as many people as possible can find out about The Week. Here at The Week, we want to keep you informed about what's happening in the city where we live, work and play. We will do that today with both Emily Newton and Nathan Taylor joining us from the Western Weekender. Don't forget that the Western Weekender print edition is out every Friday, including your gloss property magazine, Western Property, plus the chance to win great prizes every single week. You can view the digital editions and all the latest breaking news at westernweekender.com.au or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. And of course, Vintage FM plays the music you grew up with and you can listen on your radio or of course jump on the Vintage FM. Let's get the week underway. Time to have a look at some of the news of the week. And uh, front page of the Western Weekender this week, uh, a story about another local business closing its doors, this time not because of uh, performance or monetary factors or anything like that, but purely because the uh, the owner has decided that it is time to retire. And of course, I'm talking about Bob Moore. He has been in the, the business Bob Moore lighting now for something like 40 years, an iconic part of High Street, really. He was uh, down in the lower end when he first started the business. But these days, um, in fact, since 1983, he's been... Uh, at the top end, so something like 34 years, uh, the top end of High Street. We all know the Bob Moore Lighting Building, but it's time to retire, and Bob and his uh, his wife, Ruth, are going to enjoy some retirement years and say goodbye to the retail business. Uh, he's 71 years old now, Bob Moore. He's uh, seen everything in Penrith during that time. He's seen the growth of the city happen around him, and obviously all of the, the new uh, technology and things like that that have come in his industry and his business. So we wish Bob Moore all the best, but Bob Moore Lighting closing its doors after four decades in Penrith. What a history and what a fantastic story the Bob Moore lighting story is. So, uh, Bob, we'll miss you and uh, good luck with, uh, with your retirement years. The other news this week, some sad news. The former Panthers chief executive officer, Roger Cowan, has died. Uh, he died after an illness. So he's been battling ill health for some time, suffered a stroke some time back, which... Uh, really caused a number of other illnesses. Roger, of course, reigned supreme as the boss of Panthers for something like 40 years. Uh, He was there from 1965 through to 2005. He helped create the Panthers that we see today. And obviously a lot has changed in the last 10, 15 years around the Panthers group, but really Roger Cowan was the driving factor in making Panthers one of the most successful leagues clubs in New South Wales history. So our thoughts are with his family and his friends, Roger Cowan passing away, the one-time king of the Panthers group. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Emily Newton joins us now from the Western Weekender. Hello, Emily. Hello, Troy. Now, Emily, uh, we're going to focus on a story you wrote this week on smoking. Um, yes. Nasty habit, of course. Now, the Pean Hospital has uh, been smoke-free for a long time, of course, but all the grounds are now smoke-free. But um, you've been uh, doing a little bit of research, and it seems that uh, people are not listening to the message. Yeah, that's right. So I frequently visit the hospital for a lot of stories, and I've noticed myself there's cigarette butts all over the place. And I'm not the only one. So I've had people approach me and make comments before, and uh, we've had... 
the president of the Nepean Blue Mountains Prostate Cancer Support Group, talked to me about how he's, he's just not happy. Nothing is being done to prevent people from smoking on hospital grounds. Well, of course, they do have the ability to find people, the staff there, but obviously it's either not happening or not having the impact that yeah, it should. Yeah, that's right. So it's a $300 fine. Um, I did ask hospital staff if anything had been issued. They refused to tell me whether they had mm. issued any fines or not. They did say that a recent survey of over a 1,000 people on the site, only 25 people were smoking, but whether that was a busy day or, well, or still, how they actually administered it, that's not great. Still 25 too many. Uh, now, the Pean Hospital do say, though, that they're going to increase some signage and, um, and bins and whatnot. Yeah, so. that's right. So in response to me inquiring about everything, they've said that more can be done and they're going to put out more signs. And in the parking area, they've set an area to actually say, hey, no smoking. All right. And of course, it's just not a good scene. You walk into the hospital, you don't want people outside smoking and Yeah, that's that. right. If, if you're sick and you're walking through hallways, you know, to go inside or outside and then you're mm. met with a, a cloud of cigarette smoke, that doesn't make you feel good. No, absolutely. All right. We can read more about that in the Western Weekender and uh, Emily will speak to you next week. Thanks, Ray. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. <laughs> Time for Saturday Real Estate, and our property of the week this week is in one of Penrith's most spectacular suburbs, a little pocket of Penrith that has become very popular, particularly in recent years. It is Regentville, and I'm talking about 8 Spencer Street in Regentville, a three-bedroom home, one bathroom, two car spots, uh, selling for between 739000 and 769000 through one agency, Reeves Properties, one agency, and Andrew Reeves. Uh, they are really the kings of Regentville. They've uh, really cornered that market there, and they know that region area better than anyone. Now, this home, 8 Spencer Street in Regentville, uh, is combining sophistication whilst evoking the ambience of a past period. Homes of this style and distinction rarely offered to the market. They certainly don't last long. The home, I should say, has got nine-foot ceilings, decorative cornices, front balcony, rear veranda, and all set within easily maintained cottage gardens. Uh, now, the property would suit first home buyers or downsizers, people looking for a uh, distinctive home and character with easy access to the Nepean River and the Penrith CBD. As I mentioned, Regentville fast becoming a highly sought-after area due to the village like atmosphere and close proximity to what makes Penrith unique in terms of the river, the semi-rural environment and the CBD. I love Regentville. I think it's a great pocket of Penrith. I can tell you that there is a open house today, Saturday the 7th of October from 11am until 11.30. But if you'd like more information, you can contact One Agency Reeves Properties on 4739-0777. And that is our buy of the week this week, 8 Spencer Street in Regentville. And don't forget, you can get your gloss property magazine, Western Property Free, with the Western Weekender every single week. The best agents the best listings. Uh, we've got real estate covered, whether you're a buyer, seller, renter, or you just like to have a look at what's happening in the real estate market around town. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Nathan Taylor's here. Hi, Nathan. Hey, Troy. Now, of course, um, believe it or not, we've still got things to talk about in the world of rugby league because the Panthers held their Merv Cartwright medal night on Wednesday night. It was a great night. We were both there. And, of course, Regan Campbell-Gillard winning the big award. Yeah, that's right. I guess not many people expected it, but you did. You tipped it an extra time a couple of weeks ago in the Extra Time Awards that he would win the uh, Player of the Year, and I think it's very well deserved. He had an outstanding back end to the year, and um, that obviously culminated in a, a kangaroo selection uh, mm. a couple of days ago. If you keep guessing, you normally get something right, <laughs> <laughs> That's normally, normally how it all works. It. Uh, yeah, it was a great night. And, of course, we saw um, plenty of other awards as well. Trent Merrin winning the Club Man of the Year. And that was probably in good recognition of the way that he's really handled himself both on and off the field, importantly, this year. Yeah, that's right. He always had a few dramas personally in his life. But that sort of never got in the way of his footy and obviously how he treated fans and, and people away from the game. Last year, he won the Player of the Year award. So for someone that's 
relatively new to the club to win two of the major awards in back-to-back years is it's quite unbelievable. So congratulations to Trent. And of course, at the end of the night, we were all left uh, pumped up for 2018 <laughs> because Phil Gould delivered a, uh, a rousing speech and he's very confident that the Panthers, of course, will have some success in the next couple of seasons. Yeah, Gus is famous for his final words, isn't he? And we, mm. we got a very famous final word again the other night. Uh, he was very passionate about the year that Penrith had and, and he, he sort of spoke about what's going to happen next year, that they, they weren't going to sign any more new players or anything like that. We've got the same squad that's going to come back and hopefully be a year better off. And uh, yeah, let's see if his fruition comes to fruition, I guess. Well, that'll be very interesting interesting because uh, there is, of course, a lot of talk about Matt Moylan not being at Penrith and James Maloney coming along, so we'll see what happens We there. will. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Nathan Taylor's still here talking sport. Now, Nathan, last Sunday, we're all sitting down preparing for the NRL Grand Final, and the A-League drops a bombshell. Tony Popovic, um, gone from Western Sydney just a week before the season. What is going on what? at the Wanderers? A basket case. What a turkey. <laughs> it was our headline on the front page this week because it was just unbelievable. You'd never see it in, in any other sport, a coach leaving a week before the start of the season. You've had a great preseason, had some great wins in the FFA Cup. You know, you signed a good deal there and then you just disappear a week out from the season. It was quite unbelievable. Players found out in a group text yeah. on the day, which is more bizarre. They, they weren't even told by anyone, club bosses or anything like that earlier. So, yeah, very strange, but um, yeah, the Wanderers players are going to move on and they take on Perth tomorrow night and uh, hopefully it doesn't, it's not a distraction for them. Of course, Tony Popovic, his, his year at the Wanderers, his time at the Wanderers will be remembered pretty fondly. Uh, he had a lot of success. The Premier's plate in the first year still a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. I know that they had some great success overseas um, and also, of course, uh, competed in three grand finals. But Tony Popovic, uh, even though some fans this week have expressed they're reasonably happy to see him go, mm-hmm. uh, I think they'll have to look back and say, gee, it was a successful run. Yeah, look, he did a wonderful job. Probably was time now for him to move on. It's just the timing of it wasn't right. Uh, a lot of fans aren't weren't happy of year after year him constantly rebuilding that team and, and getting new players in and out. That that was sort of one of the big criticisms of his tenure there. But he did get the club to three grand finals. Unfortunately, couldn't win one. But uh, but yeah, he did obviously have a very good run there. And unfortunately, um, he's gone now. And they've got a new coach in Hayden Fox who will take them forward until they find a proper coach uh, at some point down the track. And of course, he will take them into the first game of the season Sunday night. Perth Glory at Spotless Stadium. Wanderers fans uh, don't love that uh, that venue, but they'll get back to Parramatta <laughs> one day. Uh, how do you think the Wanderers will go this year? You've looked at the form. You've looked at the looked preseason at the form, action. Right. Well, believe it or not, Tony Popovich, what he did actually acquire some really good players, some really good talent. Um, he got rid of a lot of experience, but he also got a fair few uh, good names as well. So I expect them to go pretty well this year. Definitely will make the finals. Whether they can go one step better and, and make a grand final and win one is another story. I think Sydney FC will be will be hard to beat. But um, yeah, Josh Risden, uh, they've, got a, they've got Mark Bridge coming back. Mm. Three Spaniards that have come over, and one of them is, is quite good in uh, Oriol from, um, from Spain, who's going to be their striker. So they've got a lot of talent there. It'll be interesting to see how they all gel. But uh, yeah, Hopefully they go well. All right. Well, uh, let's make a bold prediction. I'm picking uh, third place for the Wanderers this year at the end of the regular season, but I reckon they'll play in another grand final. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that. Third place for sure. Uh, Grand final. Yeah, I think they'll miss out. Ooh, okay. Well, let's see what happens. (laughs) We'll uh, we'll go back on this in the end of the year. Nathan, we'll chat with you next week. All right, Shory. Thanks for that. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender.
time to have a look at some of the things happening around town um, in the next couple of weeks. And the one big thing I wanted to tell you about was the Sydney Four-Wheel Drive and Adventure Show. It's happening at the Western Sydney International Dragway in Eastern Creek from the 13th to the 15th of October. This is going to be a spectacular event. And there's going to be some very special guests as well. Uh, Mal Leyland will be there. Pat Callanan, um, John Ruthie Ruth, Rick O'Brien, he's all going to be there. These are sponsored, of course, by some of the great uh, four-wheel drive and adventure companies. It's a great event, and there is an official guide with your Western Weekender this week, so make sure you uh, you pick up your copy of that and check out the official guide. But if you love your four-wheel driving, if you love your adventure, if you love just a great family day out, then check out the Sydney Four-Wheel Drive and Adventure Show. As I say, it is happening from the 13th to the 15th of October at the Sydney International Dragway in Eastern Creek. Uh, Todd McKenney, believe it or not, Todd McKenney has been singing the music of Peter Allen now for 20 20- years years. Quite incredible. And he is uh, having his 20th anniversary tour singing uh, the Peter Allen tunes that we all know and love. He's coming to Rudy Hill RSL on Saturday, the 28th of October at 8pm. Tickets are 55 bucks, and for more information or to purchase tickets you can visit rudyhillrsl.com.au And just a reminder too that Music for Life is coming up. Fantastic event, the 2017 fundraising event for the Cure Brain Cancer Foundation happening at Panthers on the 21st of October from 6.30pm. Make sure you check uh, out the Music for Life website for tickets at musicforlife.net.au. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Sydney's picturesque Hawkesbury region is set to come alive with the sounds and scents of polo ponies and their riders when it plays host to the 11th World Polo Championship for the first time. I reckon this is going to be a spectacular event out in the Hawkesbury. Up to 60,000 people, including international media, top polo riders and spectators, are expected to flock to the prestigious tournament at the privately owned Sydney Polo Club in Richmond from the 17th to the 29th of October. There'll be 14 polo matches held over six competition days and 100 international-level competitors from eight nation-based teams competing for the world polo title. Now, in addition to the polo itself, there's going to be live music, arts and fashion shows, along with a petting zoo, livestock displays, a rodeo, show jumping and jousting. There'll also be picnic areas and food and drink stalls as well. This is going to be a fantastic event. If you're interested, make sure you uh, you Google it, have a look at it up, the, uh, the World Polo Championship in Hawkesbury. Uh, there's also some advertising in the Western Weekender as well, but it's the 11th World Polo Championship coming to Hawkesbury for the first time from the 17th to the 29th of October. We look forward to that one. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. Look, I love donuts. Everyone loves donuts. The whole Vintage FM crew love donuts, let me tell you that much. On a Saturday morning, they're all here chomping into donuts. Well, Donut King in St. Mary's has just launched a new selection of fun, indulgent donuts as part of their ungrown-up range, which acknowledges the fact that adulting is rough and many of us aren't very good at it. There you go. Uh, 12 nostalgically flavoured donuts that are sure to conjure up memories from customers' youth and in turn aim to make adulting more bearable have been released. Quite unbelievable, really, this. Now, Donut King's St. Mary's franchise partner, Lena Chen, has expressed that the new range of flavours are sure to resonate with customers. The range features nostalgic confectionery favourites like jelly bean donuts, strawberry rings and coconut ice that are topped onto the decadent donuts and are really quite a sweet treat. Look, you've got to try this, really. Um, let me have a look at some of them here. The Ice Ice Baby, the, <laughs> the Donut Be Jelly, the Rock My Whirl, the Last Straw, the Tough Cookie, the Smarty Pants, the Unicorn Fetty, the Holy Caramoli, the Nuts Over Hazel, it's Mint, the Big Apple, the Slammington, all decorated to uh, 
suit their respective name there. So look, check out Donut King St. Mary's. This is very interesting. This I might go grab a few today just for some research purposes. This is Vintage FM and the Western Weekender. And that is it for another edition of the week. Whether you listened on Vintage FM or caught up with the podcast on the Western Weekender website, thank you very much for listening. As always, we would love your feedback. Email us at theweek at westernweekender.com.au. Don't forget the music you grew up with on Vintage FM and Penrith's leading local newspaper, The Western Weekender, out every Friday. We'll see you next time on The Week.